Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 133 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer working out of the home office. This is Oilers Now. Brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitech. 630 Chad, the play-by-play voice of the Edmonton Oilers and the Edmonton Eskimos. Just before we go to John Sexman from Global Sports. On our Ashley Fine Floors text line, Big Durr has Texas. Bob, at the start of the season, you ran a contest asking us to predict the final Oilers point total for the season. I picked 83. The Oilers finished with 83. What did I win for Big Durr? You didn't win nothing. Because we didn't play a full season, and the prediction was based on an 82-point season. And uh, if you had said, Bob, 83 points in 71 games, I would have given you the win. All right, without further ado, uh, we are going to welcome back to the show. I, don't, I can't recall the last time we had him on, maybe last summer, from Global Sports, John Sexsmith. Hello, John. How are you doing? Good, thanks, Bob. How are you? I'm in Good. the car. I have to apologize. I'm just coming back from doing a story on the Hughes Corporation. The Hughes Corporation. Yeah. Cameron Hughes, Ryan Hughes, Liam Hughes, and Ethan Hughes. The Hughes Corporation. You likely know Cameron, who plays for Providence. Yep. You might know Ryan, who plays for Kamloops. Liam's going to play for Sherwood Park next year. And Ethan's playing Bantam AAA. But imagine being confined for the last three months plus with big-time appetites and all sorts of training routines, and that's the story of the Hughes Corporation. Uh, uh, That's an interesting story. Obviously, some really good bloodlines in that family. You yourself, you have a similar story. Uh, Joel Sexsmith, Joel was able to overcome your genetics. Obviously, he took took after your wife. and, and... he overcame his coaching, too, in his younger years. Yes, overcame the coaching. Uh, he had a, a good first full season playing for Brent Sutter, and it's been an interesting journey for Joel. Maybe mm-hmm. educate our listeners on some of the, you know, he had a significant health challenge as a 16-year-old a couple years ago. Well, his health challenges started when he was 10, when I was first diagnosed with cancer, so he had to endure that for a while. Yep. And then... Two years ago, he was diagnosed with a blood clot. He seemed to find the right formula on how to stay fit. And, you know, at an elite level, 
So we're pretty proud of him. He just finished uh, grade 12 with an 82 average. So we're even prouder of him because we've always said, be a good person, be a good student, be a good player, and lots of doors are going to open up for you. And uh, I think 82 is pretty good. I think that was my combined average in uh, grade 12, the best four years of my life, Bob. Yes, I'm with you. You're using all of the lines. You're getting them all in there. Uh, <laughs> you mentioned uh, your health challenge with cancer. You got an update there for us, John? Uh, started a new treatment a little over a year ago. It's called apalutamide. It was introduced to the Canadian market in, I think it was, the fall of 2018. And uh, it's been working wonders. Uh, it's really changed my life. And I, I, I can't say enough about uh, the treatment and the treatment I've had at uh, the Northern Alberta Urology Institute. Great stuff. John Saxmuth joining us from Global Sports. So, uh, you know, we had Kevin on last week talking a bit about the uh, Oilers all-time team, uh, the event yep. that uh, Global and Chorus uh, partnered up with. And, uh, you know, you and me are both from here, uh, uh-huh. just like with SPAC. And so we've we've sort of seen the – and we're of that age where we've seen – got to tell you, I was a little surprised when the fans voted. There's 54,000 votes for that baby. I was uh-huh. a little surprised, not that I don't respect – Ryan Smith, but Glenn Anderson is in the Hockey Hall of Fame, and the fans, I mean, Gretzky, Messier, Curry, uh, McDavid, Dreisaitl, no surprise, but were you surprised Glenn Anderson was uh, beaten by Ryan Smith? I was surprised in a sense because Glenn Anderson, clutch player, probably one of the, the most clutch players in history, uh, Hall, Hall of Fame material. Um, but I, I don't think we can deny that Ryan Smith was one of the most popular Oilers, Oilers in team history. So for that reason, I wasn't necessarily, necessarily surprised with him winning it, uh, the sixth, I guess, uh, spot on our all-time list. Yeah. Um, is there going to be a seventh Oilers Hall of Famer after tomorrow? Will Kevin Lowe get in? What's your best bet? Best guess? Uh, I think he is. I was talking to Paul Coffey about that last week. And yep. he said uh, he got the strong feeling that Kevin Lowe was going to be added to the list. So I, hope... uh, I think he's Hall of Fame material. What about you? Oh, I, well, I mean, you know, I, I don't think there's any way you can underscore. Put it this way. Guy Carboneau was a really good player for a long time. He won three Stanley Cups. Yes, he won multiple Selkie trophies. But he only was named an NHL All-Star once. Kevin Lowe was an NHL All-Star seven times, represented Canada multiple times in the Canada yeah. Cup, uh, six Stanley Cups. I, I think he should be in. I mean, he's – and I think he was actually in many ways a very underrated member of the Oilers' uh, five Stanley Cup championship teams. If that's possible, if you can be an underrated member uh, of that team from that era, John. Incredible leader and just played to win all the time. You can't question his – uh, competitiveness one bit well he didn't care if it was bob Stoffer or bob probert in front of lynette he was going to cross check the guy in the back like that's just how he played i know i know a guy that kind of, i know a guy that played a bit like that media hockey about 25 years ago as well so and once in a while he got run over for doing it uh so uh what are your what are your thoughts on the whole john on the whole situation with the hub cities um do you think at the end of the day the league's going to make a decision based on science and COVID concerns, or is it going to be based a little bit more on maybe some other political concerns uh, that may allow places like Toronto and Vegas to get in the mix? Yeah, that's that's the million-dollar question right now. Um, it, 
I think this turns into a bit of a lifestyle question. And if these players are bringing their families along, you know, is it going to be suitable for their, them and their families? Is it going to allow them to, to do some things outside of the hotels and, and away from the arenas? So, you know, that, that's, that, that, I've been trying to figure that out myself, uh, you know, especially in light of the recent video from the Alberta government. And uh, who knew that we, you know, we had access to mountains and glaciers as, as readily as that, that video would represent. But it, the fact of the matter is that families are going to factor into this equation. And, you know, if, if, if Alberta is as clean as it is when it comes to COVID-19, um, uh, that would make the most sense to me. But again, you have to weigh into this equation how families are going to uh, handle the whole deal. How do you, if we are indeed able to play, and I'm not yeah. getting my hopes, I'm not going up to 75 or 80, 20 that we're going to play here until we get to phase four announced from the NHL. But what do you see with the Oilers? Be, you know, McDavid, Drysaddle, Nurse, younger guys that haven't won yet. Do you think their attitude's different than maybe some guys that have accomplished a bit more? Oh, 100%. They're hungry. And, you know, they were looking good. Uh, you know, in prime position to, to finish with a good playoff spot. So, yeah, why wouldn't they be eager to get things going again? So, yes, uh, because they're hungry and they're youthful and they haven't had this sort of success in a while, I think they're chomping at the bit to try and get things going again. Yeah, they made big strides this year, John. How much of that do you think was the mindset of the GM, Ken Holland, uh, making subtle additions and tweaks and support roles combined with a coaching staff that was number one in the league in the power play and number two in the league in uh, PK? It wasn't all the elite end players. You know what it boiled down to? I think a plan. Ken Holland was a man with a plan. He knew what he wanted to do. He knew how he wanted to accomplish it. He, he did it. And like you said, he made some minor tweaks that seemed to not upset the chemistry and still provide enough punch for the Oilers that they can, can have some success. That boils down and or trickles down to Dave Tippett, too. Um, outstanding coach, consistent in his in his way of teaching and coaching, again, a man with a plan. And I think it, what we've seen in previous regimes is kind of making it up as they went along. I, I, this hasn't been the case. At least that's not the feeling for me. These guys had a plan. They stuck to it. And now you see the results. You watch him in practice, John. And I know you do some coaching oh, yeah. of your own. John Sexsmith from Global TV, The Tone. When Dave was yeah. upset, he wasn't yelling and screaming. He brought the players in tight, and, you know, we need to elevate our work right, right here in practice. And it, it it was never done in terms of, uh, you know, flying off the handle to for the purpose of trying to, you know, get the attention of the media or anything like that. Like, it was always composed and under control and the mm -hmm. messaging seemed, you know what I mean? Like, you watch those practices and sometimes you and me sit aside from the rest of the media just to watch. I try to read the lips of the coach when he's on the whiteboard as well. And right. Because, you know, the whiteboard's uh, uh, back to us and it's, it's really intriguing watching how the players sort of gravitated more and more to that as the season more on just and is there a lesson in that for coaching today's players oh. 
100%. And I told you that all the time. I watch it way differently. I watch it as a media guy, first of all, but I also watch it as a coach who coaches other coaches for Hockey Alberta. I'm a coach facilitator. So it's good for me to see how other coaches, how they handle players, how they communicate. And that's the th- big thing is communication. And I thought Tippett Tippet did an incredible job of communicating his points with the team. He, like, he, like you said, he didn't have to start yelling or screaming. He bought th- brought things down to the, the players' level. And how you communicate with players now compared to how you communi- communicate with players 20 or 30 years ago, totally different. And that's the other thing about Tippett. He's kept up with the times in terms of how he speaks and communicates with his players. So you saw the results there too. Uh, the, the team was disciplined. They played with structure. They did a lot of good things. They worked hard. They, they, they were allowed to create. There were so many good things about the Oilers this year and not why, why it was so sad that the season ended abruptly. Um, but who knows if, whether or not they can pick up where they left off. The one thing we didn't see, uh, John, as uh, Bear merged in the first half and Yamamoto merged in the second half, the Oilers made some additions at the trade deadline. We didn't get a chance to see those completely come to fruition, right? Athanasio came in, bounced around. Ennis was moved in and around the lineup. I think Ennis is for sure going to play, maybe even in the top six, uh, once we get back up and running. But I I do want to see how some of those additions, including Mike Green, maybe change and alter what the Oilers can do if we do indeed get some playoffs yeah you just mentioned green i was thinking about him he's healthy now didn't get to see much of him because of the injury um Ennis is super skilled high iq fit in perfectly with with mcdavid uh you know a good player to play off him uh yeah they certainly bring uh, a different element to the team and uh, i'm anxious to see what they would do going forward John Sexsmith from Global Sports. So you're back at it full time. How tough yeah. is it for you and because you and Quinn do? You know, Kevin's the guy on the desk. You and Quinn do a lot of the stories. Quinn Phillips, the the daughter of Rod Phillips, who I had the privilege mm-hmm. of working the final two years of Rod's career with. Uh, how challenging is it to go out there and find story ideas when seemingly nobody's playing games? Well, it, it, we've always done human interest stories, so it's not that great of a challenge and i think because of zoom and skype it's opened up other opportunities for us to interview people from other areas of the province um western canada like i talked to jay woodcroft the other day you know from his cottage in ontario you know talked to paul coffee last week from toronto so those sorts of things have become more available to us um yes we've had to to dig a little deeper to try and find some stories but i think it's been kind of fun like i just told you about the story i did with the hughes today so um you know some of the stuff we're doing might not normally get on the air because we would be busy with the oilers or the eskimos or both now we have the the luxury if you will of uh, having time and the energy to go and find some other stories so i think you know covid 19 is there's been a lot of negatives but it, it's also presented some positives you know we've done a lot of introspection a lot of retrospection but i think in the end it's allowed us to to kind of come up with a a different plan for the future and i think it's better john uh one of the things that global has done for a number of years and it's tied into some of the support they've given the university's ways and many would say bob you talk too much about the u of a on orders now uh but the university has had history in the city I'm pretty bummed out that th- those kids don't have a chance to play this year in all the different sports. It's going to change the complexion of what you guys do, too, isn't it? 
Yeah, and I talked to a couple of athletes uh, the other day who who tried to find the positive in that that you know maybe it's a, an opportunity to reset or recharge or reboot however you want to term it uh, they're going to still practice they might scrimmage um, but it shouldn't change the way they perform in the classroom it might allow them to concentrate a little more on being a student in the student athlete part of the thing but um, you know I think hockey might be in in the biggest need of you know some sort of jolt because there's going to be opportunities for some of the players from the bears that might look elsewhere and i I think that's unfortunate so um you know because i know stan marple does a lot of hard work in trying to recruit these guys and uh, you know the fact that he goes to all that work and might lose some of those players is is really quite unfortunate so um you know it's 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 good and bad. I think some of these athletes that you know may have had injuries or they were struggling in the classroom. Now they can focus a little more on their school. Uh, obviously, they're going to still train and practice hard, but it gives them that opportunity to to do things a little differently. And then they'll be ready to go when the season starts next year. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, John. A guy like Noel Phillip. I mean, Luke Phillip is uh, older brother. Played yeah. three years at the U of A. Signed an NHL deal with Calgary. Led the Stockton Heat goal scoring last year with 19 goals. I mean, that was a good addition for them. Uh, Noah is a six foot three right shot center. Now, he would need a three year NHL deal instead of a two year NHL deal if he was to sign an NHL deal right now. But if I was Elaine Waugh, I would be pushing him towards signing an American Hockey League deal, then seeing if he can get himself an NHL deal a year after if he's unable to play at the U of A this year. John, we're really, really happy to hear you're doing well. Uh, one of these days I'll see you again. But uh, thanks for joining us. I heard you talking about Jim Donlovey on my way yeah, during yeah. the drive. And he came to me when I was working for another radio station. I think it was in 1990 or 91. He said, I have a really great idea for an educational program for the Western Hockey League. And he presented it to me, and he knocked my socks off. And that's been going for 30 years, and now my son's the benefactor. So, uh, you know, the forward-thinking people that we've seen over the years, Bob, and J.D. was one of them, and you see how things come full circle. That's a that's a great story. John, hey, thanks for your time, man. Anytime, Bob. My pleasure. That is John Sexsmith from Global Sports. All right, uh, it's 150 in Edmonton coming up at uh, 205 today, 630 Chet Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Uh, today, a uh, study published by experts at Virginia Commonwealth University has found that countries that have implemented mandatory mask-wearing policies and ones whose citizens took it upon themselves to wear masks voluntarily largely escaped without having catastrophic COVID-19 infection and mortality rates. So, uh, one of the study's lead authors is going to join JLN after the 2 o'clock news today to talk about when the importance of face covering and when it's most important to do so. This is obviously going to be... Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. 
Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Ongoing story uh, in, in our market here in northern Alberta as well. We'll take a quick timeout. You're listening to Oilers Now. Hi, this is Mike Smith from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. It is 154 in Edmonton. To this day in Oilers history, I already mentioned that uh, Alex Hemsky and Connor Yamamoto, uh, two right wingers, were drafted on this date, one in 2001, one in 2017. That uh, Both of those, though, are superseded by on this date in 1999. The Hockey Hall of Fame Committee waived its three-year rule. They put number 99, Wayne Gretzky, into the 99 class for the Hockey Hall of Fame. Wayne Gretzky won nine Hart trophies, four Stanley Cups. He still holds 61 NHL records. He wasn't bad. Not bad at all. Uh, tomorrow on Oilers Now, Brian Lawton from the NHL Network, David Staples from the Cult of Hockey, John Shannon, our NHL insider. We're going to keep an eye on the NHL uh, Hall of Fame announcement as well tomorrow. Obviously, Kevin Lowe is a potential uh, candidate to be in the mix. Tonight, Reid Wilkins Inside Sports. Guests will include former Oiler Drake Kajula. USA Today, Major League Baseball columnist Bob Nightingale. And from the Canada West Conference, Evan Dom, son of uh, Rob Dom, who for 10 years was the head coach for the U of A Golden Bears hockey program, was later head coach for the Oilers farm team and Minnesota's farm team and an assistant coach with the Edmonton Oilers, spent last season, uh, finished up the year in Austria. Cody, you did a great job next couple of days. I look forward to working with you again on Friday. So long, everybody, from Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.